0: Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another episode. Happy – whoa, I have the hiccups. Happy Monday. I am Alexa. <laughs> I am Alexa and with me is Ambrosia. What's up, girl?
1: What up? What up? What up? What up?
0: <laughs> it's Monday. How are you doing on this Monday? I've been better on this Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. And, um, yeah, actually we're going to, we're going to talk about like what's been going on with you because I think it's, you know, definitely a relevant topic that definitely a lot of our listeners will be able to relate to. But, um, but I did have a good weekend because I got to see you.
1: Yeah. I had a fun weekend too because I got to see you. It was a good time. It was really fun. Catharsis on the
0: mall. Yeah, it was so cool. And we didn't even stay for the nighttime, which is when everything, the fire comes out and it all burns yeah. and stuff. Super cool.
1: I wanted to do that, but mm-hmm. it was a long day.
0: No, it right. was a very long day. Yeah. So Ambie and her family, her kids, and her husband came, and me and my partner went. And then one of our listeners, Carolyn, who. Caroline! So you hear us say Charm City Foster Mama on Instagram all the time and that's her and she came to meet us and it was so fun. We all hung out and if you follow us on Instagram, you probably saw all of our stories. We were just like playing and dancing and painting and doing all the things and hula hooping Mm -hmm. and it was really fun. So. Uh, ethos, who was on our podcast several episodes ago, they were the executive producer of this event. It's basically like a local Burning Man event in DC on the mall, and it was so cool. So, congrats, to ethos! And uh, if you didn't go this year, definitely go next year. You all would freaking love this event. So, yeah, thank you so much, ethos, for inviting us. Yeah, um, okay, well, let's say thank you to our Patreons and then. We'll get into the show. So, thank you to Whitney Kanika, Tiffany Polito, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowen, Sarah Meehan, Renee Hart, Nike, Mimi Abneter, Melanie Larson, Marlena Brazil, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kim Bartel, Kellyanne Bates, Kasha Boschniewicz, Jamie Witch, Jamie McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Heather, Kiefer, Grace, Danny McFadden, Cheyenne Carol, Charm City Foster, Mama on Instagram, Kara Miranda, Bex Boo, Alex Letiri, and Adonica Haskell. You guys are thebomb.com. and the um, I
1: like
0: that. <laughs> thanks. I just came up with it. No.
1: Yeah. I've never heard that before. <laughs> that was good.
0: Um, cool. Well, so, Ambie, what are we talking about today?
1: So, today we're talking about, um, I was going to say overwhelm, which is something that I'm feeling. Um, so, essentially, before we started recording… I basically like had a breakdown with Alexa, <laughs> like a, like a little bit of a mental breakdown, just because I feel like uh, I keep getting this message, both uh, with other people that I'm working with, and like internally when I meditate and things like that, that my throat chakra is blocked. Right. So I'm trying to speak my truth. I'm trying to do all of these things, and I still feel like like when I broke down with Alexa, I was talking like I just don't feel heard. And so Alexa was telling me, like I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of people feel this way, but I, specifically, I feel like a lot of moms feel this way with like overwhelm. So I wanted to share this because I know a lot of moms listen and it's and a lot of dads too, but it's it's a lot when you have so many people that are constantly, I feel like for me and my situation, I am the one in the house that controls the emotions. When I'm okay, everything's okay. When I'm not okay, it feels like everything's falling apart. And that might be true. That might not be true. But that's my point of view on it. So for me, I constantly feel like I have to like always be okay. I'm always stuffing things down. I'm always like making sure that everybody else is okay but me. And... It's exhausting. It's so exhausting. So, like um we were just talking. Like yesterday, my three-year-old like tried to spit on me, and like I almost just lost my stuff with that kid because (laughs) spitting for me is one of those things that's so disrespectful. It gets me from zero to a thousand, like that. So when he did this, It's like, just, I lose, I see red and I just lose all sense of reality. But I feel like another thing that I was saying is that I don't feel like anybody listens to me unless I'm being a total bitch. And that's, I feel like a lot of moms feel like that. Like your kids just push you and push you and push you until you're screaming and then they stop. And then moments later you're like, oh, why did I do that? Why did I yell? You know? And I think it's because we just let the things build up and build up and build up. Um, also, I feel like with our with our spouses um, or our partners, it's so exhausting sometimes because if you just let things build up and oh, that's not a big deal. I'll just for me, I'm a very I've always been a very independent person and I've always been a very uh, more masculine energy than feminine energy in the aspect of like, I need to get this done. There's no one I can depend on to get it done. So I'm going to do it myself. And I think one of the things that I'm learning this year is that I have to depend on on other people. And so that's extremely uncomfortable for me. So when that happens, I have a lot of pushback myself. I blame a lot of other people for not doing it right or not listening to what I want when in actuality, like I don't even know what I want. So yeah,
0: I think you know what you you want.
1: (laughs) I think I do. I think I do for the most part. But like sometimes when I'm like, I want help and my husband's Mm. like, well, how do you want me to help you? And I'm like, I don't know. I just want help like so so the pool situation right and this is like one of those those things that just happens and it's not a huge deal there are pool guys that are working on our pool I am not pleased with the way that it's going because I feel like the expectations were um the expectations were unrealistic they told me they could do it in a day thinking back on it like that's completely unrealistic because the pool will take longer to actually fill up than a day. Right. So I should have known like it's going to take longer. It's been two, it's been a week and a half now and they're leaving trash all over the yard from the old pool. They had to like resurface it and stuff. And in addition to like my kids not being able to play in the backyard, now they're killing the grass in the backyard. So I told my husband, like I want you to say something to them. And he's like, well, what do you want me to say? And my thought is like, fine, I'll just do it myself. I'll just be a total bitch, you know, myself, because for me and Alex and I were talking about this, like there's no in between. It's either like super nice, passive, like I'll cave in or I'm screaming, yelling, and now I'm a psychopath. So mm-hmm. I think speaking your truth is, is say, say what you told me because the way you said it was really well worded.
0: Oh, I was saying – I hope this is what you're talking about. I was saying, you know, that I feel like what you're describing and what you – the situations that you're in is like you say, this is what I want. And then other people are like, well, no. Or like, well, there's a better idea. Or well. And then you basically are like, okay. And then inside you're like feeling rage because you're not feeling heard. Whereas mm-hmm. like so actually speaking your truth, it's not just saying what you want. it's actually it's actually standing standing firm in that decision. Um, but also speaking your truth doesn't necessarily mean that like what you want is 100% gonna happen. It's just that you're actually expressing what's important to you and then mm-hmm. everyone else in the situation is hearing that. And you're also feeling like a, an integral part of the the decision in the situation versus like it's kind of like I feel versus just kind of saying it and then just letting it go because in that way, you're almost giving your power away. Even though you're saying what you want, you're still kind of giving your power away because you're not um, – you're just like, oh, well, I said it. So, yeah. you know, and then you let other people kind of sway what actually happens though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly how I feel. Like, well, I said it. Like what else what else do I do? I said it. But when you said that to me, it's not it, it's more than just saying it. It's about saying it with conviction and it's also about like standing in your power. It doesn't mean you're going to get your way. Yeah. But it means that you're standing in your power. Um and,
0: and that's how that it
1: can Go, Go ahead.
0: On. I was just going to say and that's how it can feel you know, sometimes I, I rem- I'm thinking back on like certain um, scenarios I've been in in my relationship where I felt really strongly about something. And then, like, I know that I needed to speak my truth in that situation in a conversation with my partner. And I knew that he didn't feel that way. And so I felt all this anxiety and fear and, like, well, how's this ever gonna be resolved? We don't, we have different opinions on this. Mm -hmm. and then come to realize that what I really wanted is actually just to have the communication and for him to hear me and for me Mm -hmm. to hear – and he wanted me to hear him. And so it wasn't really – the whole time I thought it was about getting my way, but it really wasn't about that. It was just about like feeling that partnership and feeling like, oh, this person understands. Okay. And they're like, and now I understand them. And now something new can forge out of this. Like I feel like often we get into these situations because we only we believe, well, there's only this way or that way. Right. It's my way or the highway. It's your way or it's (laughs) my way or your way. And it's like, well, there are other ways. And the only way that those other ways can come to be is if both people or all the parties involved are speaking and hearing each other.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think that that's that's really true. But also like listening, like not just waiting to speak, but listening is so important too because I feel like, and maybe this is just like, I don't know. I feel like this is just, I don't want to categorize people. But anyway, When I'm talking to my husband, okay, it's my poor husband. I'm so glad he doesn't listen to this. When I'm talking to my husband (laughs) about something like the pool, right, he'll be like, okay, well, what I can do is I can take the trash to the dump on Saturday. And I'm like, you're not listening to me because it's more than just the pool. So he's trying to solve the problem. But I'm trying to tell him like why I feel like there's a problem to begin with because I don't feel like I can communicate the way I want to communicate with strangers or with him or with the kids, God's kids or like, you know, so Mm. and he's trying to solve the problem and I'm grateful for that. I really am because I understand that he's doing it to make me happy, but I also feel like. Like, you're not really listening to what the problem is.
0: So here's another thing that's coming up within this issue is, like, for that I'm realizing right now is, like, there's also this thing in our society especially between men and women where men are raised to solve problems. Mm-hmm. This is what they're taught to do. Like, you are the protector. You are the, the fix-it guy. Like, you are the – you 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 keep people happy, like you keep people safe and happy. So if there's a problem, you fix it. Yeah. Women are more like talking about their feelings, and like you're saying, like why this is a problem, and like so. Even just between men and women alone, I feel like there's a kind of a hard time hearing each other mm-hmm. because one's talking about one aspect of it, and the other's talking about the other aspect. It's almost like speaking two different languages, and everyone's feeling unheard. So a solution that I've over many years come to is – with with my partner at least – is saying, I don't want – I don't want it up front. I don't want you to solve this. I don't want you to try to like give me a solution for this. I want you – I just want to talk about how I'm feeling and I want you to hear that. Like I want you to – understand that this isn't about like the logistics of solving the problem this is about like what's happening with me
1: mm. I like that
0: yeah because then it gives them context because otherwise like they they're confused just like just like we're confused on our end I like I've gotten confused sometimes when my partner comes home and is telling me about a problem and I'm talking to him about how he's feeling and he's like no I just want to solve the problem you know it's again it's, it's right it's the same on the other end yeah so mm. Yeah. But I- speaking your truth is is challenging. I mean, especially right now. It's like – and I think a lot of us are dealing with this sho- throat chakra thing. <clears> throat> I mean, I'm going through it right now with – again, with social media. I think that's – I've been feeling not angry like you, but – well, kind of angry, but more so in a rut this, the past week or so, feeling just like – uh unmotivated, uninspired, and um, when I've tracked it all down, it's really come back to so it 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 links with this topic completely, which is um the inability to fully express myself because like I'm judging myself. So I hold mm-hmm. myself back so then I get miserable and unmotivated because I feel like what's the point? You know what I mean? Like
1: <clears throat> all the things it's interesting that I Interesting wa- that your voice is giving out when you're saying that.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, I feel the fleb.
0: It's like coming. It's like it's crazy and it's true, but it's true. And I think I, I feel like these, all of these issues are probably coming up right now because this we're moving into a time that is so important for us to learn how to speak learn mm-hmm. how to use our voice in a way that is effective and learn how to manage our energy and learn how to communicate with other people because we're moving into a time of great change and great action, I feel like. A lot of action is going to be taken in, you know. And so it might feel like – I mean, I know for me the past week, I've kind of felt like at times so panicked within myself, like what am I going to do? How do I get out of this? I don't even know how to get out of this feeling. Um But then just trying to really relax into it and and say, like, well, what is this telling? Like, what, what is this part of me? Like, what is this part of me trying to say? You know? And I feel like I feel like any, any, I feel like Ambi with you, there's a part of you that this is my perspective. There's a part of you that knows very deeply it is right. Like that knows very deeply that it is that it knows what it's talking about that it knows what to do that it knows how to step into leadership like that it it there's this part of you is wanting to be heard and so it's like you're kind of going halfway with it right you're letting it out you're, you're like i'm saying it and then other people come in and tell you like well no you don't know that or no like no we should do it this way and then you kind of step back a little bit and so Is it possible that this part of you is just, like, really trying to emerge right now, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that this part of me is, like, yeah, you can do this. You could step into leadership. You could be a leader. Like, you're not wrong. If you are wrong, it's not the end of the world. You're not going to die. Everything's going to be okay. And then it's, like, this inner child is, like, no, you're going to die. Stop. Mm -hmm. You're – I think, I don't know who I was talking to. It might have been you. But I was literally talking to someone the other day. And I was like, I literally feel like if I do this, I am going to die. I know I won't. That was me. I know that was you. Yeah. It's not logical that like taking this action, it's not going to kill me. It's not like I'm walking across the street with a blindfold. Like that's not what I'm talking about. It was like signing up for something or doing something like that. that scared the hell out of me so much that I was like, I, I literally am having a panic attack because I feel like I'm going to die right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's this inner child in me that's like, if you, because I feel like if you've listened to this podcast, you know that my childhood was chaotic to say the least. So I was taught at a very young age that A, if you speak up, bad things are going to happen to you. Like if you're seen, bad shit's going to happen. And two, if, um, if you don't fight for yourself, no one will. Because Mm -hmm. you have to protect yourself. And so I'm starting, I feel like this year, like that inner child is, myself is telling this inner child, like, it's okay. Thank you for protecting me. But I don't need your protection anymore. We're moving past this. And that inner child is literally fighting me tooth and nail every day. Like, Mm -hmm. no, no, you're going to die. I'm trying to protect you.
0: So maybe the best thing to do would be to just like, <clears throat> start making – start, like, getting really intimate with that inner child that feels like it's going to die. Like, start communicating yeah. with it as, like, much as possible and just being, like, okay, so what's going on here, man? Like, what is – like, why do you think you're going to die? Like, what triggers you to think that you're going to die? What feels unsafe here to you? Like, tell me all about it, kid, <laughs> type of thing. Cause, let's
1: chat about it. What? Yeah,
0: yeah let's chat about I- it.
1: Yeah.
0: Or let's journal about it or let's just like get – let's just get closer to each other because I feel like what we initially want to do when this inner child comes up or the, the, yeah wants to come up is we're like, no, I'm done with you. Like it's mm-hmm. like
1: I'm done like with you. Like punishing that child.
0: Yeah. It's like go yeah. back to your room. Like I, I don't want to see you. And mm-hmm. it's like but they want – they are us and they are like a really important part of us too and it's like the sooner that we can make friends and just listen and hear and hear the how how uh, how like i don't know symbolic or karmic right the we you want someone to hear you but you yeah. won't let you won't necessarily hear your inner child
1: yeah that's funny that's interesting that's really interesting actually
0: when mm. it's like maybe the inner child has what you need to hear yeah. In order for you to be heard now. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, it does. So mm.
1: this has been a great therapy hour, everybody. Thank <laughs> you for listening and being a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure No, but it's true. Like it's yeah. so true. Because yeah. Um, and I know I know a couple listeners that I've spoken to, like, They have kids or they have, they live with their parents and like, or both, which is super fun. That's my situation. Um, and you have this really interesting dynamic because what's happening with this dynamic where a lot of people live with their parents and they live with their kids too. Um, you're watching old things that have happened to you in the past and you're trying so hard to fight it for your kids. I'm not going to let this happen to them. I'm not going to let them feel this way. I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. I'm not going to let, you know, my mom, like, did the best she could with what she had. She really did. Um, but she was a yeller growing up. She yelled about everything. And so I've tried so hard to not do that. But then when I am at my breaking point, I am at my breaking point And I lose my mind. Like, I feel like a lot of moms do. But then this old voice comes in my head that's like, oh, you're just like your mother. You're going to mess up your kids. Like, Mm -hmm. You're just like her. You're not any better. And on the one hand, that's true. Like, You do turn into your parents to some degree, I believe. But on the other hand, it's like I'm learning and growing. And every day, like today I didn't yell at Bryn, you pointed out, Mm -hmm. which was I appreciate you for that. Um. So I'm growing in that aspect.
0: Yeah. And, like, <clears throat> we're so hard on our parents, too. I mean… We really are. We're so hard on, like, the, w- the way they raised us and mainly because especially if you're doing this deep healing work, if you're on this, like, journey of spirituality or personal development or just trying to evolve and grow in any way, like, <clears throat> it's a big focus. Your parents and your yeah. childhood, of course, because that was when you were being programmed. But why Why were you and, – and I understand that in certain situations, like, maybe a parent was very abusive. Maybe there was, like, a very specific, intense, challenging situation. But in any case, why was your parents being that way? Because society taught their parents to be that way and mm-hmm. their parents to be that way and their parents and their parents and their parents – Everyone's just doing what they were taught. To be quite honest with you, like yeah. so, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, every "quote unquote" good or bad, everyone was really just doing what they were taught to do, how they were taught to show love, and even if that was in a very negative way, um, and so. We're so hard on our parents, I think, you know, because we're like, you – especially as we start doing this work and start looking into like how we got this way or how we got these limiting beliefs because it's like, oh, my dad had that or my mom had that or my grandma Mm -hmm. had that. And then you look at them and you're like, you made me this way. And it's like, yeah, they definitely did make you that way on one hand and on the other hand. you were going to be made that way or another way. You were going to have these issues or those issues. Yeah. There's no way you're going to come into this life having no issues and just being a perfect little ball of light. Like there's just no way. Even the brightest lights in this this world have issues and challenges and flaws. I mean it's impossible not to. And so it's like I think sometimes we need to take a step back and – realize like our parents were doing as best as they could with what they knew at the time in in most every case and and so it, is it so bad that we end up like them if we do if we pick up some of the things that they taught us like no it's it's not it's part of the evolution process and it's part of like the growing process and I don't think that's I don't think that's such a such a wrong thing and I think so many of us fear it so much because we're like, oh, my God, I don't want to end up like my mother that then we actually manifest it yeah. and then we hate it the whole time, yeah. you know. It's like maybe if we can bring a little appreciation, you know, to to like – I'm going through that right now actually. I was thinking about that with like my dad where like I recognize so many things that he instilled in me that I'm working on because he grew up in an environment that was whatever – and the other day I got this download that was like do you see what you're doing right here like do you do you, are you conscious of what you are doing with like your dad in this scenario like you're you're villainizing him in a way like you don't mm-hmm. realize you are but you are and then I had this realization that was like yeah like what if you just appreciated him as like a freaking human being who's like trying mm-hmm. to like raise a kid like it just like you're going to be doing soon like yeah you no know?
1: yeah because I, I like the depressing part, any people that are out there that live with their parents that are like, oh, this is the shit." The depressing part is that when you have a kid, I really thought naively that when you have a child, like all of a sudden you like know your shit, right? Like now, now, you know, and then you realize that you have no idea what you're doing until it actually happens. Um, There have been so many such and Riley. So Riley was a pretty easy child. And then Brynn and Oliver have had different issues. Not that they're more difficult. They're just different people. Right. Mm -hmm. So doctors, for example, when I take my kids to the doctor, they'll be like, well, you know this mom, right? You have three kids. And I'm like, no, I've actually never been through this situation before. And that's why I'm coming to you for help because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And It's, um, you're just trying to, it's constantly like the image that I'm seeing is like constantly picking up Legos, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're picking them up and they're falling out of your arms and you're picking more up and they're falling out of your arms and you're just trying to do the best you can with what you have. So I would say that's true even for like parents that were drug addicts. And I know that that's a huge trigger for people. I work with a lot of people that have had uh, parents like that. And um, I've been very close personally to a lot of people, um, that have drug addictions, but I would even say that they're doing the best they can with what they have.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. Everybody is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, and I think the, I think the way to really move through these emotions and these challenges is really, like, give more people the benefit of the doubt, including yourself, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, even, you know, as you're starting to speak your truth more, it's like I heard you say that, you know, the fear is that you, you're you either at zero or 60. You're either super, super nice or you're, like, a raging bitch or something like that who wants yeah. your way. And it's yeah. like, you know, you're not ex- – so here's an example. Actually, it's coming up. It's kind of funny because I actually – now that I'm talking about this, I kind of had something like this come up this weekend. So after catharsis on the mall, we went to uh my partner's frat brother's um house. He and his wife had a house. It was like really cute in DC and we were like hanging there before we went to dinner or we went to dinner and we're – I don't know how we started talking. Oh, like my partner's like – my partner refuses to acknowledge that he has gray hairs coming in. He's like – I have really he's like, I have a few more extremely blonde hairs like recently. He's <laughs> like he was like, but there's there's more and more and we were, like talking about the gray hairs. And then I was talking to uh the his what his fat brother's wife and I was like I was like, Oh my god, me too. Like I've had gray hairs coming in like all of a sudden, like whatever. And she was like, yeah. She's like, "Wait, what's?" And she pointed to like the bottom of my hair. So, on like the bottom of my hair, I have this like streak of like super 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 blonde, like it almost looks white, um at like underneath my hair, kind of like on the bottom layer. And literally, and I started telling her about how I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah." So, I went to get my hair colored. Because of the gray hair is actually, like, because I was just like, oh, like, I just want, like, to a refresh of, like, my base color and maybe a couple more highlights. And the guy doing it, who I love, I don't know. I didn't see it until I walked out. But, like, underneath, I think he let one of the highlights go t- too long. Like, I think my hair underneath lifts quicker than on top. And anyway, and I have this really blonde streak. Like, and it's just, like, it's kind of just, like, out of place. And it's kind of just there. And it almost looks gray. Like, it really almost looks gray. And I was just laughing when I got home because I was like, oh, that's funny. It's like my little, like, witch streak. It, like, looks like a little, like, witch streak under my hair. And I was kind of making the best of it at the time because, honestly, I didn't want to go back to the salon. And also I was like, whatever. It's, like, under – I don't care that much. It's, like, under my hair. But she was, like – I told her the story and I'm, like, laughing about it. And she was like, oh, my God. She's like, you shouldn't have paid for that. Like, he should fix that. Like, and she was – she was, like, seriously, like – you sh- like, you should go back. Like, you should, you know, like, you-, you should fix that. And all of a sudden I started getting in my mind. I'm like, she's right. Like, it was a total mistake and I know it was a mistake. And, like, and now – and then I got all self-conscious about it. And then I was like – and then I started feeling really bad about it. Like, it really got to me for, like, a day, this, like, little streak under my hair. And then the next day I was sitting there and I'm like, why do I feel so bad? I'm like, because I feel like I'm supposed to say something – I feel like I'm supposed to go back and say that like I I should this should have happened in my hair. And then I'm like, I can't say that. Like, what kind of a bitch goes back and says, like, you did this wrong? And it's like, and then I just had to wrestle with myself about it back and forth or just go just kind of like understand the two sides of me. One of me saying, Oh, it's fine, whatever, which is kind mm-hmm. of like a pushover side, like, oh, whatever. Everyone can anyone can do whatever they want. Like it's fine. And then the other side of me that's like the total 180, like Like, that feels like it's being a total bitch to, like, go back and say, like, I'm not happy with this. And it's like, is that being a bitch? Like, is that being a bitch to say, like, hey, there's a mistake made and I actually don't want this. So can we change this? Like, and I finally went through it in my head and went through the conversation and, like, literally visualized having a conversation with the receptionist. And it was like, hey, actually, when I got home, I realized that there is this in my hair. I thought it was fine. I kind of tried to roll with it. But honestly, it's starting to bother me. Is it okay if I come back and we correct it? What – there you go. I
1: don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's a nice way to say that.
0: That's, But that's what I'm talking about. It's like all I had to do was go into my head and really just like put myself in the situation and just play it out. And I realized, oh, there's a perfectly fine way to say this and perfectly fine Mm -hmm. way to ask for this that doesn't feel like I'm being a bitch and doesn't feel like I'm being a pushover either. And, you know, I think we need to – Instead of what I'm saying is, I've realized that in my mind, I in those situations I get into them too, and I usually just jump to like the scariest, like the scariest uh, outcome or situation imaginable. When really it's like, if we really go inside, and this is one of the tools that I use um, when I'm tapping with clients, and they're trying to change something, it's like, okay, let's tap and actually visualize this going the way that it would feel good to you. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the time, I'm tapping. these people, my clients, and they're, they'll they be like resistant to that at first because it doesn't seem real. Like to mm-hmm. them, they're like, wait, but that's not how it's necessarily going to go. I'm like, but that doesn't matter. Let's just go there in our minds. Like let's just play it out so we know how actually it would feel good to happen. And once we do it, it's like a total calm comes over because it's a, it's a physical and mental and spiritual realization for the person that it doesn't have to be A or B. It yeah. doesn't have to be black or white. It can be – a multitude of colors and it can be a multitude of letters and there's not just two options. There's so many options and you get to create them. So it's I'd say that because relating it back to speaking your truth, I feel like we started this conversation with feeling like scared to just be a pushover and scared to speak because then I'm going to be a bitch. And it's like, is are those the only two options or can we really like create something in the middle. And I think we can obviously continuously create something in the middle that feels good to you to say.
1: Mm, yeah. I like that. And uh, you know, what just came up is that we were talking about society. So like what I feel like kids, are, when we were kids, women our age and maybe a little older, what were we told as children? Oh, like you're a good girl. Cause you're sitting there nice and quietly. Right. Mm. And then, um, I know for me personally, like, um, being 18, 19 years old and going to like 18 and up clubs. Right. And if a guy would come up to me and dance with me and I didn't want to dance with him, I'd be like, no. And they'd be like, bitch. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? so we're told right away that if I wow. do something yeah. that you don't, if I don't do something you want me to do, that I'm a bitch.
0: Totally! Oh my god, I didn't even make that connection. That's so true, especially like middle school, early high school. Yes,
1: middle school, high school. Yeah. If you
0: just say no, yeah, yeah bitch, or like people, because because you if you like shut somebody, they perceive it as being shut down, and then they like take it out in a big way, like to save yeah. their face or save their pride. And right. it's like, oh, totally. That's such a strong connection for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true.
1: But So then I think for me I turned it into like a good thing. Well, yeah, I'm a bitch cuz right. I'm not going to take shit from people, right? And I had to be like so tough and hard. And then the last 3 4 years I've discovered like you don't there's nothing that you have to be so tough for. Like you can you can be okay and not be so tough and guarded all the time.
0: Yeah. Totally. Totally. And I think that's what I think that's I think that's a good place to end. Yes. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end and I think this is definitely something that is gonna keep evolving for sure. and we're all gonna keep learning at a deeper and deeper level because that I, I honestly think like that chakra, besides like the maybe like the root or the sacral, the, the throat chakra is like the most blocked for so many people just Mm -hmm. because of all of our programming and stuff. But it's great because we're coming out of it together and we're learning together. And if any of you are going through something similar, please share with us uh, in our private Facebook group, Inner Bloomers on Facebook. If you're not in there, just request to join and we will approve you. And uh, Yeah.
1: And if you're a guy that's like, oh, you guys don't know what it's like to be a guy with your throat chakra blocked, speak Uh up
0: totally totally Let us know. let's hear from the men's too um cool okay well um we love you so 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 much and uh any last words oh amby you have your reading tomorrow night right
1: i do i have my facebook live um, i'm going to do mini readings so i do um like 2 minute quick readings you just go onto my professional page and ask your question. And there you go. I'm going to try to get more new people than I am people that reoccur. But that doesn't mean, you know, if you've been there for a while, don't come, still come support. (laughs) I'll be there. Um,
0: (laughs) All right, everyone. We love you so much. Have a good day. Bye.